This is the Brexiters. <laughs> uh, this is our first podcast episode. Uh, I have no doubt that uh, in the future the audio will probably improve on this. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk to you guys today. Um, so, Martha. Yeah. Tell me about the tea. The tea. I just want to point out this Saturday. 27 at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. And the reason why I clarify that is because drama on the YouTube sphere moves at crazy fucking speed. Mm -hmm. It just really does. Um, you know, yesterday, I think it was when we saw Shane Dawson's apology. And then today, Jada Pinkett Smith is like... Okay, so so take it back. What happened with Yeah, Shane it's Dawson? a lot. Oh my God, it's a lot. But I, I actually wanted to ask you, like, what did you know about Shane Dawson? Because I know for a fact that I introduced you to some of his content. But, like, what was your thoughts on him before I introduced him to you? Okay, so what I knew about Shane Dawson and my thoughts about him mm -hmm. were that he was like he was one of the first big youtube creators as far uh -huh. as i'm aware like he he was up there and big like years ago on youtube right and i watched a few of his skits but the thing is cuz i'm I, this is because i'm british we, <laughs> All right, but so I it think does it's because I'm okay. British. <laughs> okay, but because because I'm British, I didn't like the comedy as much because our right. com our comedy is very awkward and very it's it's not yeah it's, it's not as in your face as right. as like as American comedy usually. Mm. Although that is starting to change now, right? But so I never really got into him. I just know that he was a big YouTuber and. Yeah. I, I never really saw him in any controversies or wasn't aware of it. Well, yeah. I wasn't aware of it. Because you weren't right. like an avid Shane Dawson fan. Like, you no. never really... You don't remember what he used to do back in the day and... No, not really. No, All right. No, I, I was like, you know... We like Smosh and stuff like that. Right, right? back like, in the day, the very yeah. original people on YouTube, you know, yeah. like Smosh and, you know, Shane Dawson and, hey, it's Fred and that type of Fred, group. oh my God. <laughs> I think I found Shane Dawson, I think, through Fred. Because that's very um, sad. I'm sorry, it might be my <laughs> wife, but that's very sad. That was like way back in the day. Like I was like a, a you know, a preteen maybe, and um, and that era. Like I remember, I watched Smosh obviously because of the Pokemon theme song video that went crazy viral, and also some little skits that they had that I thought they were funny at the time. So mm -hmm. that transitions, obviously, as the algorithm is on YouTube. And even back in the day, you kind of still... Like, especially because it wasn't that big of a sphere as it is today. You could find different, like, channels extremely easy that were related content. So there was It's Fred. And then Shane Dawson made a parody video of, of Hey, It's Fred. Um, and he was like... A little too over the top. I think I don't remember it, so I'm. I apologize if I'm misremembering or if I'm confusing it with another video. Was Fred was Fred an but, actual kid? 
No, of course not. He was like also like a like a teen or preteen, obviously, like playing out this like kid, right? But um, what I mean is that Shane Dawson made a parody video of Hey It's Fred, where he also does like the high pitch voice, and then at the end, uh, he he I think he shoots himself or something like that. Like a suicide thing. Yeah, I think I think it was, and and that was like a lot of like the skits that Shane used to do. I remember he would do like emo skits with like the Brittany girl that we saw in the the Doku series that got like the ex-husband that was like really shady. I don't know if you remember that. I, um, I I vaguely remember it. Yeah, well, they were friends back and they were making tons of videos together. It was like that emo boyfriend girlfriend, and you know, it was like very emo at the like at that time. It was very like MySpace era was like clouded with emos and like, and therefore a lot of like imagery, you know. And that's not was saying Jeffrey that Star an emo. Yeah, he was sort of like an emo punk for sure. Right. Um, you know, and, and we can go into it as well because there, there's a lot to talk about Jeffrey Star. I'm but, a, I, I became a ooh, fan of his because of the docu series. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh-huh. get, getting back to your your introduction, mm. basically, so so Martha introduced me. Yeah. To Shane Dawson, I think it was when he was doing the Haunted House series. Yes. But I wasn't really that into it until uh, Jeffrey Star, because uh-huh. although Jeffrey Star, uh, and bear in mind, I don't know anything about Jeffrey Star's past or anything. Like, yeah, I just know what I based, saw based right? on what you saw in the documentary. I right? I loved the bitchiness. Right? right, I loved the like cold exterior of Jeffrey uh-huh. Star. Because I had a feeling that maybe there was a warm heart underneath it all. Right. Right. Um, and to a certain extent, I still kind of believe it. I'm still kind of like, I think he's done a lot of terrible things, obviously. Uh-huh. But who knows, right? He could be putting on an act. But anyway, my point in all of it uh-huh. is that I was introduced to, to, to it on a very like surface level. And, and also, like, I think about the docu series is that. I think we watched it together and we enjoyed it a lot. In fact, we looked up, like, we were looking forward for the episodes, right? Like, mm-hmm. we were like, oh my god, the episode dropped today, right? Like, we were fans of that series. And I think when you get What's it caught called up. again? Makeup? No, it's not makeup. It was uh, like The Secret World of, of Jeffrey, Jeffrey Star. Star yeah. and, and, and he did it like another one. And how he runs secret. his makeup brand uh-huh. and everything. And the thing is that that Doku series. Like, when you get caught up on it and you're still, like, looking for for the video stuff like that, at the moment, you don't realize that you are seeing something f- from a biased perspective. Because this isn't... Shane Dawson isn't a journalist, you know? He isn't, like... There's uh, a lot of people that are using that excuse, though. They're like, oh, you know, I'm walking along with, like, the Black Lives Matter yeah. protesters... And I'm like criticizing them, mm-hmm. but I'm not a journalist. Like, and some some people, oh, I'm just a comedian. When they haven't even put out any types of specials. Oh or right, like that, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. There are people that are using that as like an excuse for them uh. to not actually 
abide by journalistic ethics. Exactly, right? but I do think that. But uh, he's generally not. He has not never. One, right? He has never said I'm a journalist. He has said that he wants to make movies and that he enjoys making documentaries. But like when you see docu series, like when you see documentaries, yes, there's a lot of documentaries that are clearly biased because they want to portray up a propaganda. But the really good docu series that we see are from a journalist point of view where or 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 the documentarian whatever you want to call him or her that um experiences like a series of, of events that drive them to an end right? right so they do not know what that end is going to be right but they just follow the leads you know, and like for example, the case of Tickle, that it was like a whole roller coaster, That's right? Tickle is a crazy documentary, guys. Ended up in the weirdest fucking way because nobody expected it because we were seeing it and experiencing it as the person was uh, enjoying How it. How Alexa is going <laughs> off. Alexa, stop. Thank you. Welcome Thank to the you. podcast. Thank anyway, you for the continue. Podcast. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh my god, Amazon is sponsor us at some point. Yeah, please. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, like, we weren't on that with the Shane Dawson documentaries ever. Like, on any of it. Because he had already some sort of connection, some sort of relationship with the pe people. I mean, especially with uh, Jeffree Star, especially with Graveyard Girl. You can maybe say... Not really with uh, Logan Paul or, or uh, what's the other brother? <laughs> I forgot his name. Logan is the older one, right? Yeah, and then uh, there's yeah, the what? The worst one that I've deliberately um, forgot to. Let's call his him name Jimmy I Paul. I don't know <laughs> his name. John Paul. <laughs> John yeah. Paul. I don't remember no. the other Paul. I don't okay. remember. But like, and you could argue like, okay, they don't have. Lit a friendship per se, but they have a working relationship and they have a circle, right? Like he was able to contact Shane Dawson and Shane Dawson contacted him because they were in the same circle and the same people know each other, etc. So it comes a little bit from a biased perspective. You're not you're not discovering things and not knowing what the end is gonna be, right? Because you see a very bias of like, oh, see, yeah, Jeffree Star, over the top, glamorous, super wealthy, and, you know, this, 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 and. But, like, there's a lot of things that really annoy me about the, those sort of documentaries because you hype it up, like, in your head, like, you watch it and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then afterwards you realize, oh, this is just the bias space. Like, there's more to the story. And and going back to the MySpace era, by the way, um, you know, Jerry Star has been always uh, in scandals and stuff like that. Um, he was a musician back in the day on, on MySpace, and he also did... Did he work for Icon or something? Yeah, but that's not even, like, a problem, right? Like, the problem is that, for example, he used to work with uh, Davey Vanity that has been linked to being like a pedophile, you know, and, and like a, oh boy. you know, an abuser in that way. And, you know, Jeffree Star has been very vocal about calling out, you know, like the predators like James Charles, but he won't call out David Vanity, who he toured with, who he said 
in previous tweets back in the day that he had proof that David Vanity was doing some disgusting ass shit and then deleted those tweets and then went on to plan a tour okay, with him so, again. So he so Jeffree Star has uh-huh. said in the past uh-huh. that he has proof that David Vanity is a pedophile. Yeah. And so where are the police in all of this? But that's my point. Did he contact right? the police? That, he... That's my point. With with the and that's something that people brought up now in the James Charles situation, which is you know this wasn't a, James has a big ego argument. This was escalated by Jeffrey Star to say James Charles is a predator, right? And so or any sort of sexual misconduct is bad. And you can argue, well, obviously pedophiles are worse or rapists are worse, right? but any sexual misconduct is very, very, very bad and very serious. And I think throwing something like that, it's serious. So a lot of people were saying, did you just say that? So people were even more mad at James or do you actually have proof? And now that things cleared up, you haven't done anything about it. That makes you still a bad person, right? It, it doesn't... Because of the allegation being so big, you cannot just put it under the rug now that the whole situation is solved or whatever or has been talked out or whatever. I think that that is a massive problem. Like, that's extremely toxic and problematic to me. And I think... I hate that, I'm that not, word I'm problematic. Not, I'm not I saying it. it like I'm sorry if it sounds like buzzwords, right? But I truly, truly mean it. And I think it's a problem to accuse someone um of, of predatory behavior at their peak of their career uh, at a time and then when people ask and press for more proof or anything that argument gets like ignored, forgotten, and like never speaked about again. And it's like if you have proof, if you have evidence, as you say, that someone is being a predator, you should at least, at least, I'm not saying make it public, I'm not saying fucking make video, I'm not saying that. At least give it to the police, at least give it to someone that I can agree. do something, yeah, that, at that's... least support the victims through the process of like you know denouncing someone i don't know like i agree with that and and that was never the situation right so there's two times already that we know where jeffree star has thrown these accusations which in the david vanity situation these are real (laughs) real like allegations right like there's real weight on them um and he has done nothing and he has done nothing from for years. But where he stood to profit with James Charles, he did do something. Oh, and when he... The thing is, he deleted the tweets and apparently then went to plan a tour so, with them So for those people again. that don't know, James Charles is also a beauty guru on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So when James Charles gets eliminated, I'm guessing that means that Jeffree Star is now the top of YouTube. In fact, in what of- happened was that as soon as James... James Star at the time was the biggest, most subscribed YouTube channel, right? Right. And when that happened, Dramageddon, that's how they call it, happened, was that he lost so many subscribers 
Jeffree Star then was the number one subscriber. So it's more like Game of Thrones, really. Yeah, and like you cannot blame people to make maybe their little conspiracy theories of what really happened behind the scenes because everything is extremely unclear for people. There's literally a political than... conspiracy as well associated <laughs> yeah. with it, so Jeffree it's not, Star. It's not like you can just like. Well, you know, I don't like the drama. I'm so above the drama and the tea and blah, 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 but then make products about drama and tea and conspiracies and blah, 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 and then complain when people do it. It's like you're, you, you're <laughs> it's a little hypocritical. Yeah. It's a little hypocritical. Like I get it, it's a little tongue in cheek type of funny thing, but it's also like you are profiting out of something that you say, behaviors that you say you don't like, right? And that's also a problem. And I think that, you know, there's two differences for me that I want to point out, but going back to Shane and his involvement in all of this, that stand out for me in, for example, the Jenna Marvel's apology, and okay, the so, so what's the, the current drama with Shane? Like, what's the... So, now we've got, like, background on it. I right, kind of know so, a little bit. like, about Shane Dawson, you know, he hangs out with these people, like Jeffree Star and stuff like that. Uh, but furthermore, um, you know, he has a very racist past. There's no other way to say it, unfortunately. Jeffree like, Star or like Shane, Dawson? Shane Dawson? Because he has done blackface. And in, in skits, he has said the N-word in skits. Um, he has also asked, like, I think he's all causing for a lap dance. He has referred to children as sexy. He has said, oh, I, you know, in his podcast, he used to say, like, uh, oh, yeah, babies, naked babies are sexy. And, like, I don't understand what's the difference between a food fetish and a child fetish. And like, you know, really disgusting stuff that... Okay, so, <laughs> so so some people I can imagine right now would be thinking, oh yeah, but they're, they're just jokes. They're just skits that, that you can do and that like it doesn't mean anything. It's just a joke and you should be able to joke about anything, mm-hmm. right? So... I think you should... I think people mis- misunderstand freedom of speech sometimes. I think that... Yes, you're able to say whatever you want, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have a consequence. It doesn't mean that it won't affect other people and that other people cannot criticize you for it. Like, you're not above criticism because you have freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is a responsibility. And you should be able to be smart on how to use your freedom of speech. Like, whether it is to um, give platform to good ideas and good people or not, you know? So, yeah, I can go around and doing all this edgy ass shit, but, and I say it's freedom of expression, but someone can be like, yo, yeah, but this is racist, and this is, or this is ableist, or this is offensive, and this is why, right? Like, for example, in the case of blackface, right? Like, you can see, oh, well, he just put on, like, a... Uh, you know, like dark foundation or whatever he put back in the day, I don't know. This is probably and the like, same foundation as the uh, Canadian Prime Minister, right? Uh, probably, <laughs> probably, probably took some tips from good on Justin. So, um, 
yeah, like, you know, putting on and making a skit and, and doing this, this and that. But you cannot erase the fact that blackface was used as a propaganda. And he said on his video, and we talked about it yesterday, that he said on his apology video, like, oh, you know, that it was made to make black people feel bad and okay, down. So and that was not blackface, by the way. So just he's to apologized be clear, for all of this then. Quote, unquote, apologize. That's where I wanted to go. Just really quickly, let me finish my point on blackface, is that it's, it's very... Um, different what he said on the on our apology and what it actually was historically. It wasn't only to be like, ha ha, you black person, you're black, ha ha ha. Like that wasn't the, the, the motivation for blackface. The motivation for blackface in all these movies that we've seen is to make propaganda for white people so they learn and think through quote-unquote comedy skits how black people actually behaved. So if you see those movies and portrayals, they're always criminals, they're always rapists, they're always dumb, they're always like doing something bad, something sketchy, something shady. They're always threatening, they're always like violent, you know, they are animalistic, whatever, right? And that was a propaganda that was used to show white people that were always sheltered in their life that has never seen a black person as a human being and being like, yeah, they behave like this, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it, it wasn't only to put them down, but like also to continue a systematic abuse, you know, in, in society, right? So it, it portray ignorance, ignorance that still happens till this day. Right, and you cannot, I feel that you cannot brush it off under the rug as it was just edgy jokes, right? Because it's more than just an edgy joke. You know, it's something that for years and generations has hurt people, right? In various levels of their lives, you know, so... You mean the act of putting uh, on the the blackface... Putting on, putting on what going back to what you just asked about the apology, right? Like he apologized. I don't find it to be apologetic at all. I I saw his video with you yesterday, and I wanted to draw the comparison with the Jenna Marbles video. If you heard carefully the Jenna Marbles video, she would show you the clip, and we will. She would be like. It's wrong, and I'm sorry. And this is why I deleted these videos, because I didn't like them. I thought they were stupid. They're not funny. I've grown so much from them. And I don't want to have these negative things that hurt people out on the internet. So I'm gonna, I removed them. I removed them, but not to, um, you know not have responsibility on them at all. I'm taking responsibility on what I did and I'm telling and expressing that I'm sorry, right? And I think that that's a very mature um, way of saying things. And it also tells me that she has actually learned. Like she has learned like this is not okay. And you see a massive contrast on the content that she used to make to content she she does now, right? Now it's um, all about her dogs and yeah, and it's stuff, so right? wholesome and nice, and you know, like it's nice. And he has, she has spoke about Black Lives Matter, and she has spoke about many issues. So I 
see her growth and and don't have to take her word for granted because i i think not only me but her audience and the people that have been watching her even if you weren't a jenna marvels fan you would know like oh she has grown in that aspect but then you see shane dawson <laughs> and no offense but his apology video was more of an excuse video like for everything he would be like yes i'm sorry but, wow. like, right. I did it because it was edgy and I was looking for shock value. And uh, he gave you a whole list of explanations as to why he has done it. Which is a thing that he used to do also back in the day in a similar apology video. And so on and so forth. And it's the same thing that repeats over and over. Which is very good. A lot of excuses. Alright. But, like, <laughs> have you changed? Because, like, it doesn't seem like me. Like, to me, if you have to excuse it so much, I feel that's more to tell people, please stop attacking me. Because um, before that video apology that I showed you, there was a tweet longer that he made. And in the tweet longer, he was like, towards the end, he was like, oh, you know, I I'm just going to leave... Um, Twitter for a while because my mental health, you know, and this, this and that. Fair point, all right? Like, I'm not saying he doesn't have mental health issues, but I think, like, how interesting that you can, and I hate to say it, but it's true, have the privilege to be like, I'm gonna log off on Twitter and go live in this really fucking comfortable huge house with my dogs and my boyfriend or, or his fiance, bank account has grown right like grown. where i can uber eats food to my house every morning or whatever and it's not a fucking problem and you put out so many things that people can't log off racism people can't log off of ableism people can log off sometimes of harassment because james charles you know, I'm not like, oh my god, I love James Charles. Like, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of the guy. But it's because, probably because he's way younger than me, right? And so his personality is not something that I look for a beauty guru. I don't think he's bad, but I just, it's not my taste, right? However, you know, I don't think that the harassment he got and the, and the serious allegations he got were okay. And he couldn't log off. He couldn't log off. He couldn't. But that, that, and that doesn't chased that tell him, you? That chased, chased him to his uh, collaborations. That chased him to his company. That chased him to probably ads that he had to to be put out. And like deals and stuff like that. Like that chased him everywhere for a while. But right? doesn't that tell you though that, that vigilante justice online is not really justice like there's there's times when it's been used for like good mm -hmm. but there's times where people have really like messed up they yeah. like i think reddit went after a guy because they thought that he was like the boston uh marathon bomber right, right? and it was the wrong person wrong guy and i think he might have even committed suicide oh, i know that God. that's happened rare so like the, the hate that, mob is yeah. is not justice. It's really not. Vigilante justice is risky as fuck. Like, as you said, and I do believe this strongly, 
there has been moments where we find stuff and the internet is amazing because we're able to find people who are abusing their moment of power or their position of power, uh, people who are abusing the system, uh, people who are just fucking assholes, you know, like in, in the and internet. And she in the booth as well. Yeah. To capture the flag. And, and uh, people just put them in their place because of that. And I think that's great. But I do see what you say of, well, we also have to be um, responsible, right? For what we choose to endorse or what we choose to look into or like where we want to attack, right? Because it's true that the internet might be wrong and in the mob of it all, we didn't understood that or wanted to see outside of the mob and see like, okay, what are the facts, evidence, etc. Is this true? Is this not? How you know, putting things in perspective to find out that maybe you're wrong, and maybe the person that posted it was wrong. So, so, so oh, there maybe there's another side of the story. But like, I think also it teaches us that YouTubers shouldn't be seen as these infallible characters or as friends, which is. I think a problem a lot with the viewers. We never talk about the viewers. We always talk about the content creator. We always talk about the Paul brothers being assholes. And we always talk about whoever else being like douchebags and the prank channels back in the day doing absolutely awful shit, right? Um, but we never talk about the responsibility of the viewer, right? Because the viewer gives these people power. And that matters, right? They might think, oh, well, I'm just hate-watching this person. I'm a hate-watcher. Uh, yeah. I confess, I am. But that hate-watch gives the person a view. That dislike gives them engagement. That awful, insulting comment gives them also engagement. And that all helps them in the algorithm. And that's the truth of the matter. But then surely isn't it down to YouTube to fix the algorithm then? Or... Twitter well, or any yes, of those Yes sites. and no, because I think that, I mean, I, I do not know, like, what, like, then don't promote a video that gets too many dislikes. Like, I, I, I don't feel it sounds right. I feel like, as a viewer, we should be a little more responsible with how we engage with content. And if we are watching Shane Dawson talk about how amazing, hardworking Jeffree Star is, and we take it as face value because he's, oh my God, so relatable, and Jeffree Star is, oh my God, so extra, like, we then create a cult for them where whenever there's legit criticism, we have built a shield for them to say, oh my God, no, girl, just... Fuck the haters, you know what I mean? Like, forget them. They're just fucking jealous of you. That does happen, right? See, the problem with that is that that's been going on since the beginning of humanity. Like, like there's been criticisms of uh, Donald Trump, right? Mm -hmm. Or criticisms of Hitler or, or criticisms of the, the Chinese uh, president. And there's always going to be a group of people that are like, you know what, fuck the haters. Mm -hmm. Even for those those people, it's like a human condition type of thing. 
Like I, I think, yeah, the the audience does need to be more responsible for certain things. It's because I, f- I truly feel we never talk about that. I understand your point. I do think, like, for example, like we should, like, tell people to be responsible for what they do. Like, you know, if you're a politician and you're doing shitty shit, you know, of course, like, they're responsible for what they're doing. But the people supporting them are also encouraging that behavior. And we never talk about them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we do talk about these personalities that are bad, that have done bad things, that are doing bad things. We talk about them. But we, not enough, I feel, talk about the role that the fans, followers, and you know, people that are not, but somehow they're okay. still engaged. So play. All right. So so Shane Dawson mm-hmm. has this history, right? Mm-hmm. So does Jeffrey Star. Shane Dawson releases an apology video, right? Mm-hmm. What happens then? What's the tea on it? What's the situation? People, with it? I I just feel that people are not taking it. I, I think they're so they not don't accepting think, so, it. So the group is saying that he's not... I feel... Uh, to me, right, to me, and what I've seen on Twitter, but, like, to me, didn't feel genuine. And this is coming from a person that has his palettes, that has followed him for a while, that, you know, has watched his content and all that stuff. Um, it, And I didn't feel that he was honest. Like, it was real. He felt like he looked at what Jenna Marbles did and saw the response of people, which, which was overwhelmingly positive. And he's like, I'm going to do that. And then it's going to end. It's going to stop, right? And then he did it, and it actually backfired because the timer was bad. <laughs> you know, he, he pretty much, I think he released it pretty much like some hours after Jenna. Um, and... I think, and he mentions her in the video. From yeah, what and, I and and I I just think that I think it's great that you see someone doing the right thing and you feel inspired. That makes sense to me. But I feel like take some time to truly process what you're feeling. Like if someone inspires you, right, to do something good, take the time to 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 have a retrospection of what is going on like why you were wrong like what can i do to make this right going forward what are the changes that i need to do in my life today so i can eventually come to people and tell them this is what i learned because in that video it wasn't a hey guys this is what i learned it was a yeah you know i want to acknowledge that i did some wrong things I did them because shock value and I thought it was funny and blah, 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 and the views and the people and the pressure. That's, <laughs> no, I think no, no. that's his like, way. That's his way. I think of him trying to say like, guys, I'm really a good person between all of these bad things right. that I've done. Right. Like me as a normie, mm-hmm. I looked at that apology and I saw it as like, because I don't know, like, the full background behind it all. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, I thought that he was genuine at the time. Uh But now looking back on it and the things that you've said, like, Mm -hmm. you convinced me that, no, actually, like, 
why is he doing it like a few hours after Jenna Marbles yeah. has released it? Why is he why is he making all of these like crazy justifications yeah. for it? Like like yeah, I'm kinda convinced that it wasn't a hundred percent uh I just genuine. felt like it was more like just like the tweet longer that he did, it was more of a thing that I just want to get over it. I want to get over it. I want to go back to my life. I want to go to that relatable aesthetic. I want like people to continue seeing me in this sort of light, right? So, so did anyone famous comment on it at all? Did anyone? Well, from what I saw, as I said, Jada Pinkett Smith was like, <laughs> you know, no more excuses, and I agree. Like that's something I noticed myself and. You so, know. so, but then again, get, getting back to the point, she was hate watching him because she obviously must have known. But because what he let said, me tell you so something as well. Somebody it. made a thread on Twitter, right? And was of the the problematic things that Shane Dawson has done regarding pedophilia, right? And Why does it always come down to pedophilia? With I, with I have no people, idea what's going on, but there's oh. like. Listen, I, this is going to make me sound like Alex Jones. <laughs> we are run. There are a groups of paedophiles that are very powerful. Uh-huh. That's just a fact. And I Look think, at Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, I, I think mean, that's undoubtable now, right? Like, yeah. And the fact that he was murdered. There's it, something you know, going on. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, I don't think you can doubt it. And I'm, I'm no. pretty sure that, like, as a British person, I can't really speak about royalty. <laughs> but there's a few things going on right, there, right? Especially right. when you mention Epstein. Yeah. So, so there is this group, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe it does influence the whole culture. And maybe, and this really makes me sound crazy, uh-huh. maybe these media figures from all different types of media, from from the internet style, like YouTube style media to the like normal mainstream news. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is, maybe we have to face it that there is an actual genuine paedophilic rape culture that, that influences us and, 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 it, I, I personally... That the rich are fucked up. Like, that's my lesson from we, it. Yeah, <laughs> the like, rich listen, are fucked okay, up. Okay, we've known that they're fucked up, but maybe, maybe... I'm not saying there's, like, this secret cabal of, like, people that have planned it. Yeah. But maybe they do help people get into positions of power. I'm starting to sound like Alex Jones, and I know it, because... He's gone into the same territory of, like, well, there's this conspiracy. But, like, mm-hmm. listen, the the thing with, like... Um, with Shane Dawson, with with like uh, Chris, what's his name? Chris D'Elia, the comedian. Ah, uh, yeah. Right, like that's that's another like piece of like tea as well that's going on. There, are, there are videos that I've been watching recently. Yeah. Getting, this is like a side subject, but there's videos that I've been watching recently where people have cut together clips of different instances where Chris D'Elia's been like in the room and they've been speaking about like other comedians have been speaking about like pedophilia or uh, oh, there's one clip that's really funny um which is where chris chris is in the room with another group of comedians mm. and the, and they talk about how you can record some snapchats right like there's ways to record snapchats right, right. and the look on his face is like 
hello darkness my old friend Damn. right like so so they're, they're, Damn. yeah and and <laughs> I just thought about it, like the implication. Right. right. So, 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 what I'm saying is, is that like there's all these different media figures, and like in the UK a few years ago, there was people that came out and said that they had been raped by politicians in the UK, right. and that one person who I find to be very credible, came out and said that she witnessed a murder of a child in the middle of a party Jesus. in the UK. Like, it's going really dark, but these are all people in positions of power. Why wouldn't they have, you know, positions in media as well, mm. right? The, I, I think that it works more in the way of, like, if you hang out with rich people, you have a higher chance of... Being woke Being rich. <laughs> like, but my... Just to, like, give an example, right, of, like, this girl, or, or or at least live wealthy, of this girl, she was, like, I think Ukrainian, Russian, something like that. It was a big story back in the day. She flew to New York and lived there, and um, pretty much, I think, faked a credit card at the time, and so she was staying in a really posh place and started being a socialite, so she started hanging out in the hottest clubs and everything, um, making friends with really wealthy kids, you know, like the, you know, sons and daughters of like really magnates of, of New York City, probably. And she would be, you know, really friendly with them and she would tell them these stories how her dad was like, I don't know, it was some sort of like crazy ass thing where the dad was extremely wealthy and that's why she's super wealthy as well. And they believed her. And she would be invited to, like, vacations, like, for free, sometimes for her, right? Um, she would receive expensive gifts. She would go out with really, like, high-profile people, you know. And if it wasn't for the fact that she was committing pretty much, like, theft, right? Like because identity theft? Like I think thing. it was... She faked her identity... And then she also faked a credit card. Um, and so it eventually added up to millions and millions and millions. And people caught up, right? And she's in jail now. But I, I, how many people probably do something similar? Maybe not with the identity theft or like maybe not with the cre fake credit cards. But like hang out, live a fake life. And then it comes the term fake it until you make it, right? right? If you hang out with certain circle of friends, like in the YouTube sphere, I, right? Yeah, I know a lot of YouTubers have done that. If you that. become with friends, and I've seen it, right? From my side of the industry, which is the background side. If you become friends with a high-profile YouTuber, or I've actually seen this a lot and it's really fucking creepy... Um, I've seen these YouTubers, I'm not going to mention any names, that um, kind of, it's a little, like, it's very coincidental that he starts dating someone, and that someone blows up. Now we know it's a he, guys, <laughs> okay. He blows up on social media, you know, because they give them tips and stuff like that. Now, truthfully, it's something that they do for each other like truthfully it is a thing of um you know oh you become my friend and we're really close 
and you want to get into YouTube, so I'm gonna help you do videos. I'm gonna help you make content. I'm gonna even appear on your channel, and you're gonna appear on mine. And so we're gonna share an audience, right? And so your job also becomes the same as mine, and so we can hang out more because we have this working relationship as well in and the middle. And a shared audience right? with similar content. So, um, yeah, but... <laughs> So I think that's what happens with YouTube, like in, in YouTubers. Like I think, and I've seen it time after time, that you know people start small and maybe they're able to get up and and go to the big parties. Then <laughs> we'll, you know, they'll get the audience. They get the Guys, crowds. Guys, if you hear squeaking, that's our little dog. She's actually playing with her toys. So. <laughs> she got bored of conversation and she's like, I'm just gonna. Come here and play with my toys since you guys are being so awful and boring. Okay, so continue. So yeah, I think that that happens. And I think that what circle you're on also matters a little bit. Because in his tweet longer post, he said how the beauty community was toxic and was like most people that were on top were like always on scandals and problematic because people love them. People love that type of thing. I don't disagree with that last point that I do think people like watching shitty people and that's why I think we should switch the conversation to at least add viewer responsibility of like what the okay, hell you're but, watching. Right, I like that and, though. I like watching shitty people. Right, but that like, means Like you're, you're, 69 I'm I'm okay, you you watch him that. and maybe you can consume his music or whatever, but guess what? You're helping him. I know. I know. I, and that, I Unfortunately, that, I do know that. That is your responsibility. And that is something that I found out for myself years ago when I was, like, criticizing this content creator and that I still strongly disagree with a lot of what they do. And, however, I stopped engaging with them on social media. I stopped engaging with them on videos, I stopped engaging with them, anything, right? Because I knew that by talking about them so much, giving them such attention and seeing their, their videos and seeing what else new is going on, I knew that I was contributing to them keeping a platform. Yeah, and I, I don't I, believe I, that. I know that, but the problem is it's like watching... A car accident. There are some people that they can just drive past it, right? I mean, I'm one of those. I don't have to look at a car accident. But using the same analogy, there are people that they see this crazy drama. They're not involved in it. So they can watch it from like a safe space. And they know this person's shitty, right? Like, they know that, that the person's like a douchebag, like Keemstar, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know that he's a douchebag. But there's something about that drama but and you not being touched by it that's almost like you're... This is going to sound ridiculous, but it's like you're going on safari, right? You get to watch the animals uh -huh. in the fucking cages screaming and shouting and tearing each other to bits while you're completely safe, right? Right. Like that's the same but then situation. Think about here. what it actually does, though. Like, you just being a bystander. Like, it's very different to be like, 
I'm watching reality television where everything is fucking scripted and there's drama and oh my god, I'm so like angry with my sister and all these things. You sounded like Kim K. Then. It's very <laughs> different that like watching a novella, watching a cartoon, watching a show, watching whatever. It's very different that drama than harassment towards someone online or giving someone a platform that they don't deserve because that platform is being used for them to abuse others. You yeah, see what I, I mean? I, I get It's that. very yeah. different because it, it really, that's what I'm saying. It does matter to talk about viewer responsibility because you can say, well, I like this person because it's like watching like a car crash and I know I used to be that way. I used to be that person that loved watching the car crash. But like, don't you understand that you're hurting someone else like by doing that like because it can give that person that you know it's abusive and you know that they're in drama because they are abusive people and toxic people and by that you're giving them the power to continue abusing yeah that i don't really want exactly uh, like yeah i can you can change my mind on that and i'm sure that there's a lot of people that having thought about it that way would yeah. probably change their mind on I, it. I don't think many people think that way. No, because they just mm. see it as like they're just watching a video or they're, they're like, what harm are they doing? There's millions of people that are watching this video. What's an extra view going to do the, to the channel? Yeah. But it's the same, it's the same thing, to be honest, mm-hmm. with wearing the mask during the coronavirus epidemic because uh-huh. people think... It's just me that's not going to wear the mask. Everybody else will yeah. wear the mask. And so, therefore, like, it will, like, it's not going to have an effect. But then if everyone thinks like that, mm. then obviously it will have an effect. And, and, you know, at the time of this podcast recording as well, guys, the coronavirus in the United States is is Well, forget about it. Here in Mexico is terrible Yeah, but as I blame... Well. Okay, so... The border, in my opinion, Mexico should have shut the border because yeah. in the United States, in, in, in Texas, mm-hmm. the, the, I think it's one of the biggest hospitals in the world. I'm not sure the exact name of it, but it's being overrun, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there are so many people that are going in there yeah. and they're crossing the border here to, to, to Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. And what does that do? That gives the Republican governors yeah. the chance to have an excuse to blame Mexico because they're going to say, look, the, the, the virus is coming from Mexico. But what they won't say is that medical care is cheaper in Mexico. So there's a lot of people that have dual nationalities or that 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 are just wanting to pay a bit extra to come over to Mexico, because it's still cheaper to get medical care here than it is in the United States. So there are people that that suspect that they might have the coronavirus, and they are crossing the border back into Mexico. Well, that hasn't happened. To be fair, that I've I've seen the reports that there are people that are crossing back into Mexico and going into medical care. Because they do put a report here and they put a report of where the patients are from. And as far as like the percentage is nowhere. Dual nationalities, dual nationalities is a thing. And there are people that 
work every single day in Mexico but live in the United States and no, vice versa. No, I understand. But for example, they would put like a state because they would ask you what state you live in, where are you right. from? And there would be like... So the numbers are, are slightly off then, basically, because if they're just putting the state of where you're from but you're actually living in the United States as a Mexican citizen mm. for like a temporary work visa or yeah. whatever it is, then the numbers are off, right? That means basically sure, the numbers but are like off. you know, I think that because what I was understanding was that Americans were coming over to take space, and it's truly more a matter of like people that moved over to the U.S. for for work now coming back to their native and bringing, state and bringing the virus back into Mexico, right? And that's I do my think point. that border. Uh, listen, we can talk about the government all day. I feel because I do think that the the actions of Mexican government towards coronavirus has been ineffective, has been slow, has been like really dumb with some politicians saying really ignorant stuff to the people. Um, people who might not have access to information outside to what they hear. So it's very irresponsible. They have been extremely irresponsible. On have how they, they been the as irresponsible as Trump? I don't know. I would think they're the same, to be honest, because they both both governments have downplayed the the seriousness of the situation. And, and you know, I we've experienced already something with COVID right in the family and then the whenever whenever prepared to whenever I talk to co-workers and stuff like that clients whatever they all have the same stories like they all say yeah you know my neighbor like you know is Died. in the hospital or the guy that that you know I had a co-worker tell me that she would uh, go to like the corner store and the guy wouldn't wear a mask. And she would tell him, like, please wear a mask. Like, what's going on? He's no, yeah, I have one, but I don't like to wear it. The guy caught coronavirus. He's in the hospital. He's really bad, right? Um, and he is young. He's not like an old man running the car. No, like a young, probably a teenager from my hair or like a young adult. Um, so he's a teenager? Like, I think uh, he was young, between like a 20s? teen. Yeah, probably like, you know, between a teenager and young adulthood, you know, like early 20s, 19, you know, mm-hmm. around that age range. That's what I mean. And he is banned. Like, he's in the hospital right now. Um, Does he have... Okay, so this is the first I do thing. not know about this. Don't ask me. Because it was a conversation of like, how are you doing? How are things in your state? Ah, okay. Right? So it wasn't like... like I know the whole details of the guy. The reason that I... I, Because what I was going to say, Uh right, is that something I've noticed is that whenever the coronavirus is brought up, Mm -hmm. right, and your cousin did this to me as well, right, Mm -hmm. whenever the coronavirus is brought up and somebody goes, gets into, gets put into hospital or passes away, the very first thing that that quote-unquote skeptics say is, did they have an underlying condition? Condition, right? Mm-hmm. Or how old was they? Because yeah. they think that it's, it's only, only the for elderly, old people, right? All, only so for the vulnerable. The reason I was going to ask is yeah. because 
it's coming out that there are a lot of people that are young yeah. that are getting it, you know? The truth of the matter is that anybody can get it, right? And, and I've known of cases on the internet where they say my friend is, like, really athletic and, like, really healthy, into a healthy eating, and they look great in shape and got coronavirus and they're in tubes, Right? So you would think, oh, well, only old people with uh, breathing problems will go into the ventilator. Like, no, 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 no. This was a healthy man, right? And that's the thing. Like, people, that's what I'm saying. The governments are downplaying it. And the governments play an important role in these things because they are the information source for a lot of people in the country that don't have access to any other information, you know, people in extreme poverty don't, sometimes don't have access or do not know where to get access to other information, right? So they are left with whatever the, their government says and whatever action the government takes as well, you know? And those actions of the British government and the US government and the Mexican government They've all been a failure. I think they've been really irresponsible. I think that it's very sad that we like care more about what's going to happen to the economy than to what's going to happen to the people working. And I agree with that. I do think that that, that is the, the case. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I also, I think that the British government tried an experiment. Mm-hmm in the worst possible time yeah and the mistakes were made and now bad mistakes paid with it with their lives yeah and did they didn't push the mask narrative enough right no. like and now that's what's causing society to destabilize yeah so on that very very positive note about society <laughs> sta- destabilizing yeah. guys make sure you wear a mask please stay safe Please stay home. Yes, definitely stay home. Look after your loved ones. Make sure as well you clean the soles of your shoes. Take your shoes off before you get into the house. (laughs) Trust me, that can really help you. And listen, going back to the main topic, be a responsible viewer. Don't give platform or don't make a platform bigger for a person that doesn't deserve it. If you truly believe in something and stand for it, with also the way you consume content. That is important. Exactly. I agree. I am Ronnie. And, and I'm, I'm Martha. <laughs> okay. And I'm a Brit and she's a Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Brixicans. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.